Hey, what's up everyone? This is Raf and welcome to The Rain Express, where good thoughts pour. So if you like this podcast, kindly follow The Rain Express exclusively on Spotify. And also visit anchor.fm slash alberto dash rafael dash dirain to get more updates for new episodes. So put your umbrellas down and get ready for the downpour. Thank you for giving me the warmest welcome here in the podcast. It is my honor to share some insights, thoughts, and experiences as well on the most pressing questions we adults are trying to find an answer. And as we unravel those questions that are yet to be answered, it is also important that we protect our mental health along the way and get the most from life. In which why, in this episode, we're going to talk about how do we protect our or others mental health well nowadays people are somehow getting the right awareness on mental health which is a good sign to be honest also somehow mental health is often neglected because one thing there is a large gap and misconceptions about it so yeah for starters how do we define one's mental health as world health organization defines mental health It is a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope up with the normal stress of life, can work productively, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. In which, basically, mental health is a very essential fragment in our lives, which affects how we perceive things, feel things, and how we act upon it. So, we are in a serious danger, to be honest, if we don't know how to protect it. Especially in in the world we live in, or the pandemic that we're currently experiencing. I may have some tips in protecting one's mental health, in which I wish I've known during my early 20s. These tips can help you somehow, but this really depends on how we, human beings, cope with our personal stresses, anxieties, and the like. Here it goes. Number one, talk about your feelings. Talking about your feelings can help you stay in good mental health, especially when you feel lonely, sad, at loss, or just troubled in your current situation. People will say talking about your feelings can be a sign of weakness, but in reality, it's really not. Actually, talking about your feelings can help you feel relieved especially at times when you are at your weakest point. It's part of taking charge of your well-being and doing what you can to stay healthy as possible. So, don't bottle up your feelings. Bottling up can make you feel overwhelmed, demotivated, and probably feeling things you don't understand at all. Also, when you bottle up your feelings, there will be a time that it will overflow and everything can get messy. Having said that, I was once a person who can talk about their feelings. There were times that I let everything in and no way out. Ending at stressful situations, I just blurted out things that I don't even like saying or at times I just cried angrily. From there, I realized I don't want to go back on that lane anymore. Talking about your feelings can be hard, especially when you don't have a person who you can fully trust to confide on. 
I also felt at the times, but what I did was, I got my phone or my notebook and wrote all the things that troubled me for that day. And also, wrote all the things I wish I could have done better in order to avoid those kind of situations in the future. And whenever I did that, writing my own feelings helped me feel to feel in control of my life while staying as sane as possible, or in other words, preserving my peace of mind. It's not always easy to describe how you're feeling, and I know that for a fact. And if you can think of one word on describing how you feel, then use lots of them. What does it feel like inside your head? What does it make you feel like doing? These can be questions you can ask yourself when you're about to describe how you feel. And just to make things clear, you don't need to sit your loved ones down for a big conversation about your well-being. Many people, including me, feel more comfortable when these conversations develop naturally and maybe when you're doing something together. And if it feels awkward at first, give it time. No pressure. Talk when you're comfortable. Number two, find a hobby or do something you're good at. Finding a hobby can be time-consuming, but I'm sure it's worth your time. There are certain questions you might want to ask yourself. What do you love doing? What activities gives you the excitement and thrill? Or what did you love doing in the past? As for me, I like reading books and it gives me a sense of satisfaction plus helping me get out of my life stresses for a while. Well, fully knowing what you can do and enjoy while doing it can help you beat stress. Doing an activity you actually like and enjoy probably means you're good at it and achieving something boosts your self-esteem. Number three, appreciate the small things. You know, when situations get really hard, we oftentimes overlook the blessings we have received that day. The hard situations somehow define our day and ending up getting overwhelmed, groggy, angry, or having negative feelings for the day. My friend, don't let these situations define you. Just relax, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and open your eyes again. From there, think about all the good things that happened on your day. It may be a good breakfast paired with a glass of milk, or your favorite mix of coffee. Or just maybe you woke up refreshed and just had time to do your favorite hobby. You know, all small details count. And by realizing these things, it can help you see a new perspective in life. And you will feel refreshed. You know, I'm not saying I don't have bad days. Because I do have bad ones. What I'm saying is, hard situations can be messy. And somehow, drowns us from doing what we enjoy. But remember... These are just situations. One thing we can do is to look the other way. Always look on the bright side. Because even in the darkest situations, there is basically a light trying to seep through the dark. So once more, take a deep breath and appreciate the small things that brings joy in your life. Like Marikondo says, discard anything that doesn't spark joy. And if the situation doesn't spark joy, seat yourself this one out. Number four, take a break. 
Taking a break seems like a very interconnected idea with appreciating the small things. Well, to be honest, yes. Because we see the good things in life when we are able to meditate and able to get out from our stressful situations. Taking a break can be spending your time alone at a coffee shop and just listening to good music. Well, of course, this also includes your favorite drink. Taking a break can also be going out of town and spend time with your friends and family. Taking a break can also be taking a break from social media since it can either break or make you. This is pretty self-explanatory to be honest. Social media is not a good place to remove yourself from your stresses. So I'm just reminding everyone. <laughs> taking a break can be many things as long as you remove yourself from stressful situations. This taking a break idea really works for me because I got to remove myself from toxic environments or situations in spite of having a limited time. Guys, if you're finding a sign if you need to take a break, well, luckily, this isn't a sign that you're looking for because you don't need a sign in the first place. Everyone needs a break at some point. When you feel weary, take a break. When you feel happy, take a break. When you feel sad, take a break. Whatever you're feeling or you're experiencing and it gets overwhelming, take a break because everyone needs a space from everything. We are not robots. We are just human beings and every human being needs a break. Number five, conserve your energy. When I say conserve your energy, it is to use less energy or use energy wisely. This is incredibly important on our mental health for many reasons. When we spend our energies on something, it is always at the expense of our peace of mind. It can either make us or destroy us. You choose. And for instance, imagine spending a day with your friends. So do you feel happy seeing your friends? Of course, you feel happy because it helps us get away from the stressful situations. Ending... It helps our minds to be at ease. However, if the situation is getting nitpicked by a certain person, and in return we nitpick them back personally, then we're spending our energies on work to situations. And ending, it made us mad and gave us bad energies that we were the whole day. Having said that, what we can do is to be the bigger person in every situation. If people tell you you're just an average guy or you're lazy, then so be it. Because you yourself know you're not. What we can do is only prove them by taking our actions speak for itself. In here, we spend our energies on situations that worth our time. So to everyone who's listening, you don't need to explain yourself to anyone as long as you're doing what's right and you're, and you're not hurting anyone. Let your actions speak for yourself. Number six, ask for help. None of us are superheroes. We all sometimes get tired or overwhelmed by how we feel or when we, things go wrong. And if things are getting too much for you and you feel you can cope, ask for help. Your family or friends may be able to offer practical help or a listening ear. Professional help is also available if you need any. As for me, years back, I talked to a professional about the overwhelming state I'm in and how it drowns me every day. 
overwhelming state in a way that I am not a- being able to bounce back to the once happy person I am. She was just there to listen, handed me advices of how I can look the other way. She told me to avoid being alone, to talk about your feelings, and learn a new hobby, which I stated earlier. She also gave me medicines to ease the unending anxieties I was feeling. And throughout the process, the treatment was effective in a sense that the medicines were just temporary boxes of happiness and realizing it was not sustainable for me. The treatment was effective in a sense that I realized that the only thing that restricting your happiness is you. Yes, basically you. A change of mindset was given to me throughout the process and it's a fresh start for me. In which why? Number seven, acceptance. I learned that acceptance is our very key to protecting our mental health. The process that I took years back was really difficult and tiring to be honest, but it led me to the art of acceptance. We can only live in the moment by accepting the things that we cannot control. We can only achieve happiness or truly live in the moment by focusing on the things that are just within our grasp. Accepting our truths can be really difficult, to be honest, but we can only move forward if we are ready to let go. As for me, I experienced loss at a young age. And it was really difficult to face the truth and basically acknowledge it. And even experiencing it at a young age, you really can't or you will never get used to it. The only I can do is to accept and move forward. I can either stay or let go. There are no really in-betweens. We can only choose one. Accepting our truths is not resigning yourself to pain. Acceptance simply means being aware of your emotions and accepting them for what they are right now, knowing that they won't last. So, to whoever who's listening, accept your truths and live in the moment. Now that we're all soaked up with good thoughts, here's a beat to dry it through. Bye and see you on the next downpour.